welcome to Finding Unity. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning, Miss Candice. How are you this morning? I'm doing really good, Miss Levine. And good morning to everyone listening, or hello to everyone listening. I don't know what time of day it is for them. Oh, uh, yes. Good morning. <coughs> Such a beautiful morning this morning. Yeah. Are you walking today? I'm not walking today. This is my time, but I stay home to do this and plus I go to Pilates today so oh, I'm really okay. not missing out yeah. I'll see if we get some exercise in so how did you have a red letter day yesterday I did a beautiful day yesterday I wanted to go to the hospital to visit with my friend and I was going to bring her you know a little croissant treat and that sort of a thing but she said that she her breath was was so labored that she was just too tired and she wanted to just sleep. So I didn't get to go and see her. And then I think that she got a blood transfusion. I'm not, and I'm not sure why, maybe they were just trying to get oxygen into her blood because uh-huh. she just, her oxygen's so bad, her oxygen levels. So they did that. And I think her daughter spoke with her yesterday and she was in better spirits. But I mean, you always feel better when you ha- when you have good fresh blood in you. <laughs> That's for sure. Fresh blood and the anointing going on there. Yeah. You know, it's amazing you said that because I had a little prayer about the blood of Jesus. So maybe I should read that. Oh yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Father, I come in the name of Jesus to plead your blood over our life and all that belong unto us and all you have made us a steward. I plead the blood of Jesus over our mind, our body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, our emotion, our will. I believe that we are protected by the blood of the Lamb that gives us access to the Holy of Hope. I plead the blood of Jesus over our children, our grandchildren, and our children, and all those whom you have given us in this life. Lord, you have said that the life of the flesh is in the blood. We thank you for the blood. That, we thank you for this blood that has cleansed us from all sin and had sealed a new covenant, which is a partaker in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so that's... I love that one. And then when you were saying it, it reminded me of when we were talking about how the road to healing is sometimes very difficult. And when you had, we're dealing with your, the bladder cancer and then the treatment after, which was even harder for you. And then that night before it all turned for you. And even though when it all turned for your daughter too, there was this really scary, painful moments that just right before it was like super intense and then it was gone gone so the the blood of christ that you just read is that is that a cleansing or what is what is that usually done for said for it's just just you read this as a prayer to cover you with the blood it's a cleansing you could use it as a cleansing a cleansing 
And you can use it as a healing because the blood of Jesus, as we pray, I know I do, I pray, I plead the blood of Jesus over them from the crown of their head to so their feet, that his, they'd be cleansed inside out, cleanse them inside out, but purify them with the blood, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Because you know, when Jesus was on the cross, he died on that cross, and that blood, that when they beat him badly, and then after that, you know, it's come that big storm, it rained. And the blood that was on his body, it went down the hills of Calvary. And I always think of that blood that he shared on Calvary, let it be shed abroad mm. over our life and it cleanse us. I see. You, I mean, you know why I'm laughing a little bit, right? Because you did, I believe you did that when you and I first met and we got to I talk in and you I did a yeah. prayer with me and I had a very I'm not saying everybody's going to have that kind of an experience it was it was an experience that was comfortable for me and so that's probably why I had that experience but I felt very very lifted in the air in my bed and all these colors of red and orange around took over me with my eyes open wide open I, I saw all these colors and everything and that and then I called you and I told you and you and you said you've been cleansed that's the blood of Christ and <laughs> yeah and it was so cool. I, yeah. it was so cool and we were talking was it yesterday we were talking about acu- when talking- you accumulate and you cl- and you have to be cleansed. You have to clean. Go through a cleansing you process. To, you have to go through a cleansing. Because you you have to go through the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. You got to go through the cleansing with me and by not everybody. Not go through this. This just me. I do this because I just feel this in my heart, and you know, and I feel that the blood came from Jesus, and it can cleanse us. Yeah. You know, and I we claim it. Yeah. And the cool thing is that because I think a lot of people fast and they want to cleanse and they want to cleanse their bodies. But this is a what we're talking about is a real soul cleansing. And I'm sure Lurleen has had a different a different request of her. She was it was done through a very long fast, in my opinion. <laughs> and, yes. And, and but uplifting. I'll but you know what? I'll do that fast. Then that's when I learned claim the blood of Jesus over my life and bring mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. And I learned these little words I would just say as I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, my body, my soul, mm-hmm. every organ, every tissue, even the blood run through my veins. I should cleanse me inside out and purify me with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I would do that. And I still do that. Ask God, cleanse me with his blood and when i pray for the sick i think that's what i pray for that they be cleansed i see yeah with the blood of jesus over them from the crown of the head to so they feet and just cleanse them inside out of anything in there that's supposed to be out just purified and just wash it and clean it out yeah but you have to trust god you got to be jesus you got to believe that yeah. Gonna happen in which you you was very easy. You was you was when I prayed for you, you received it really quick. You mean yeah. you you humble yourself really down and just let go and let God. And that's why 
you got cleansed so fast. Yeah. As you give it all up and you just I step do. back, just let God have his way. And then yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, I'm I'm good for the ride. I'm good for the ride for sure. I was yeah. ready for it. I feel like it was a very personal experience that I had and I feel like when when whenever anybody else would ask for the cleansing cuz I did in my life say please take from me that which does not serve me. Please take right. it from me. I don't want it. And if it's not serving me and if it's especially if it's harming me, please take it from me. Please please take any obstacles that are in my way, even if it's my beliefs, my belief systems, the things that I think, even if it's aspects of my mind and thoughts that I've had all my life and they're not true anymore for me, please take them. Somehow, please transform them into a neutral place so that I can begin anew again. I, I ask for that all the time and yeah, I make yeah, sure to... Yeah. yeah, because we, I think that we accumulate on a daily basis. It's hard not to as a human being having a human experience. You're going to accumulate, even if it's somebody's bad mood that day and they take it out right. on you or you right. happen to be there and get hit with it. You're going to accumulate it. And if you do, you're going to call home to your people around you and they're going to feel it too. And it just sort of this yeah. negative wave that goes across the community and the neighborhood and and so if you're actively aware of your accumulations and and some maybe some of you for years haven't been and you've got years and years of muck that you've wrapped yourself in layers and layers of it there it's a process of cleansing it out in in your own time in your own way if you ask god for it it happens but it'll happen in a way that works for you that you're comfortable with enough that you can handle Certainly, yes. that, certainly that you can handle. And then when it happened, you, you will feel it because all of a sudden you're going to go to feeling something different, you know? Yeah, it's just a shift. And you're going to feel uplifted. Oh, you're going to sure. have that little happy feeling inside. Oh, for sure. And it yes. doesn't, and it's no effort. It's it's like you're you're drinking from a stream that is never ending of nourishment. And you're taking energy from a stream that is never ending energy. And you're not using your own reserves. It's just coming through you like a yeah. like an open vessel. And you just get to live life this way. You know, life is already challenging and hard, and it will continue to be challenging and hard. But when you have these kinds of resources, you can meet them. You can overcome them. You can ride the wave of them. You can be there for others mm -hmm. who, who maybe aren't tapped into it yet. And you can show them... And they can see a light, the light, and become familiar with it without you yes. having, without you ever having to say a thing. They just witness it. Just witness it, yes. And and you have to believe it. You have to believe. And you have to trust it. You have to trust. You gotta and give it up. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It and is happening. It happened. It's happened. Uh, I would say it this way: it happened to us when we when we pray that. But some, it just happened faster than others because some can receive quicker than others. Some can let go. You got to let it go. Step back and let God. Yeah, it depends on how much how much armor you've got up. You say, well, why mm -hmm. is it taking so long? And God says, well, why are you so thick? Why are you so thick with all these layers that we've got to unravel now? Yeah. We've got to undo that first. You gotta think, clean up all that, 
all that dirt got to come on out. And what we could really fill ourselves up with all this stuff is when we we get sad and, and worried. We could fill our hearts and minds up so quickly. Mm. Oh, and yeah. it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to just get it out and let it go. You have to just keep praying and God, let it go. I'm, I'm, I'm letting it go. But sometimes you reach back and pick it up. And it's hard for some people like that. Yeah, it's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's a habit that you have to retrain yourself. As soon as it hits you, take it like a ball and shoot it over to God or shoot it over to your higher power, shoot it over into your meditation, whatever you want to call it and whatever you are comfortable with, shoot it over there and know it will be dealt with. It will be yes. dealt with. You aren't shucking your responsibility away. You aren't. But you're taking your burden away so that you can manage it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And he is always, always there for us. Always. All we have to do is just be still. Be still. I think that people do say there, you know, there is no God. When I call out for God, I don't hear God. I don't think that people recognize it. I don't think that people recognize the red letters in the world. And they don't attribute it to God or to the higher power or to the source or to themselves. They don't recognize it. Uh, the first thing that you would do is just look around and recognize what is beyond you. Mm-hmm. And the most of all, just look around and see how blessed you are. Yep. You Start know, there. sometimes yeah. we, we, want, we, we want things, we ask God for things, and we don't get those things right away. And we go to feeling sad that you know what you want. <laughs> yeah. But you already he already give us the source that we need. Cause he said he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And he told us all our needs would be supplied. But he didn't say nothing about I'm gonna give you all everything you want. He said I'm gonna give supply all your needs. Yeah. And then when we have everything we need, but yeah. we can't wait. And he's going to give us some of the things that we want, but we have to wait until that time comes. Enjoy what you have. Be grateful for what you have, and he will give you more. Yeah, we've said this before. Start with the question, do I have everything I need right now? Everything that I need, do I have it right mm-hmm. now? I'm willing to bet you yeah. can say yes to that yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Even though you want more, you'll want better health. You'll want the use of the limbs if you don't have them. You'll want answers for that. That's fine. God knows what's in your heart. God knows you. God knows your what your life is going to be or should be. God knows the potential that you can reach in your life. God knows it. And so just stay in the present moment of what you have and invite the relationship of unity into your life and what God knows about you will come. It will come and you have to just believe it and trust it. You believe it, you invite it. You trust it, you allow it. This is the formula. Mm-hmm. 
And when you stay in the present, you stay in the stream. That's right. Don't get ahead of it. Don't swim against it. Don't jump out because you're being... <laughs> you're being... You're being um, rebellious or childish or you're throwing a fit. I mean, you can do that, of course. I've done it plenty of times. <laughs> I've done it plenty of times. But get back in. Get back in. You know you're gonna. You know you're gonna anyway. Just stop. Just stop the foolishness, as Lurleen would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. You Get know, back in line. You know you want to feel better. Get behind God. Yeah. Get behind Him. Not before you. Not tell you. But walk behind Him. Not before. Don't go trying to struggle along in the front because you're gonna miss out. That's right. Stay back there and just. <laughs> Praise and worship. Yeah, celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate and be thankful. And then just look around at what you do have. Just look at you in a home. You in an apartment. You have shelter over your head. You have food on the table. You have clothes on your back. And most of us have automobiles to drive. Mm -hmm. And some of us are retired and some have jobs. Some don't have jobs. But what make you so grateful for more than what you what you what you do have. Go around in the poor neighborhoods, see all these homeless people, and then you can see those that really are not homeless. You look where they live in, and then you will go back home and you'd be scared. You'd be so grateful, you know, and go to praying God for them to bless them and help them, and be grateful for what you have. Mm -hmm. And if you have any little thing that you can share and give, do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God said, you know, if you be grateful for little, little things you have, be grateful for that, I will bless you with plenty. Bless you with more. You have more. Yeah. I will bless you with more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and for some people, it may be that they are looking for work. There are some people that I know one thing for me <laughs> was I was always looking for myself. I did do a lot of asking for that and found that when you are asking that question, who am I and what do I do? What am I, what should I be doing? Because that, you, it seems like everybody around you kind of has this idea of who they are and what they'll be doing. Although I think probably most people don't, but when mm -hmm. you start, when you start asking that question, it's almost as if you're, you're given the, the opportunity to really kind of design your life the way you'd like it mm -hmm. to be and then there becomes the quest of what you really love and then growing that forward and doing that in the world oh there's a really funny story okay so when I was in the reason why I lived in Mobile Alabama is because I was studying with a Shaolin monk and I was studying Kung Fu and Qigong and Tai Chi and energy work and this sort of thing. So I was full time living there and studying with this with this man from China. Yeah, he was from China, living in Mobile because he had a, a, essentially escaped out of China to get a, a, oh. a to go to the university there for physiology. Oh, okay. He was a Shaolin monk, and he had lived in the monastery. His father put him there when he was three because his father was a sort of, you know, spoken out against the communism and the government. And so essentially his parents had to go hide all the children, which they did. And he was put into the monastery and was raised by the monks. 
and his brothers and sisters were put elsewhere. But anyway, so he, yeah, and he was recruited by a woman who was there from the university in Mobile and gave him the opportunity and a scholarship to leave and go there. And he took it and he left when he was older. And so Mm -hmm. he had spent 20 some odd years in the monastery and came and had opened up a, a school, Kung Fu, just a regular old Kung Fu school. But I, I met him when I was in California. He was giving a seminar. And I said, oh, well, that would be amazing to to learn the Kung Fu and the arts. Because I had been doing martial arts, too, in my life. And it, mm-hmm. it, it would be nice to kind of level up into this sort of art form because it was very spiritual to me. And he was mm-hmm. the real thing. He was very authentic and very pow- a very powerful man. But very, but of course, very humble because he was a monk, and you know, and he was very humorous, and and I called him the laughing monk because he was always joking around. Mm-hmm. So anyway, though I, when I was there, I, so I took a year off of my life. I'd saved some money. I took a year off of my life, and I moved to Mobile. And while I was there, I asked that I could come and train with him for the year. He said yes, and he didn't charge me to do this, I worked. I worked for him. I helped him run the studio. And I, as I evolved in my understanding of the Kung Fu and Tai Chi, I taught, you know, I taught some of the, the younger classes and he and I went to New Orleans and we taught Qigong and Tai Chi to the senior citizen centers, four or five of them there every week. Mm -hmm. And I was able to learn through teaching as well more further. But anyway, there was at one point where we changed the school into a larger building as he grew, and I was painting the walls. Every day I was going in and painting in the mornings, and I would stop off and get myself something to eat for lunch every day at the same place, and it was a drive through So I would go through. Every day I would get something different and get myself something to eat. And so finally the girl at the window says, you come here every day. And you always tell me what you want. What you what are you what you gonna do for me today? And I said wow. and I said, What do you want? And she stopped and she goes, I don't know. And I said, mm-hmm. Well, when you figure that out, you let me know. And she said, All right. I said, Okay. It made me realize because I was sort of at that time on the quest of learning, wanting to know what I want, what I wanted in my life. What did I want my life to be? And here I was for a year and doing an intense meditation and Kung Fu and really, really exploring what it was inside of me that I really wanted to do. I ended up going to Chinese medicine after that mm-hmm. because I fell in love with energy and energy work and what it could do, what people could incorporate into their bodies and use. But to me, but to me, that was all God. Like to me, that's all Holy Spirit. We call it Chi. I think you call it Holy Spirit. I think we're all calling it different things, but it's bringing in that current of life. But the one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is they're asking, do for me, do for me, do for me, and making these requests, but they themselves don't really know what it is they want. That's right. And I think that's a real big question and a real thing to ask and be very, very honest with yourself if you really don't know. And if you don't, I suggest you find out before you can actually receive 
Yeah, God's not going to tell you what you should do yeah, or what you, you should have. Down. You know, you figure out in life what you want, then you have to write your goals and try to work towards those goals daily. Yeah. Yeah. People do vision quests, like they or vision boards, vision quests. I think what I did was a vision quest. You mm -hmm. can do it. You can do this in any way that you want, but really, really look deep down into you because it's God. God's will is not to tell you what you should do. God's will is to be known in your life as you figure it out, so that God can experience your experience in the world and so everything that exists in the world mm -hmm. is having an mm -hmm. experience and it's all feeding back certainly nature's feeding back right into the source again because that's a natural connection mm -hmm. and many of us now are feeding back into the source because we're having the natural connection but that's the whole thing and the more we the more we're connected the more god gets to share in the experience and know it and be able to yeah. contribute back to it Knowing right. because it knows it all all aspects of it. What is it? God knows best, right? He, he knows best. And then should you ask? And he said you you ask and you receive. So you have not because you ask not. And mm -hmm. anything you ask in His name, He you will receive that. But you got to. You got to ask. You got to let him know what you want. Let him know what your goals are. Let him know what you're seeking for. And then you yourself work towards those goals. Yeah, know them first. Seeking know thyself. Seeking God, knowing and thanking him every day that you're going to reach your goals. And sometimes you don't even see that. No, nothing in end. Now, let me tell you this little story. But mm -hmm. I... Uh, it was a 1993, 1994. Like I told you that I used to go to a lot of conferences and conventions. I used to travel with the pastor and his wife and all the deacon deaconesses. And we used to go. And one night that we were there, and Creflo Dollar spoke that night. And he was speaking on just stuff like we talked finances and the deal. I think I must have had about maybe five dollars a man not in that the key of I put in the envelope and I got back to the hotel and I picked up the Bible, I started reading and I, I used to read my Bible a lot. I I gotta be honest, I don't read my Bible like I used to I used to read my Bible. That was just my friend, my best friend. Mm -hmm. So I did not come to the hotel. Absolutely. <laughs> and I said to God I said I said this to God twice. I said this, and I said, God, I said, I want to um, be able to give. Because I said a lot of people, and cause, you know, they call you up. Who going to give a hundred? Who going to give this stuff? Who going to can, who can give a thousand? Who can do this? And so I, I want to be able to give like that. Mm -hmm. So I got my checkbook out. I wrote out this shit to myself. And I signed it for God. <laughs> and on the side of her memo, I said, give from God. <laughs> <laughs> and like signing, like I, you know, like you signed your name on the check, mm -hmm. your check. Yeah. I, put, I said, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus down there. <laughs> on that check. I still got that check somewhere there. I can find it, but it's going to take me a while because I got some things. 
then moved around from where I got it somewhere. There. I got to check out two million dollars. And then holler two million dollars, and then holler have a quarter. Actually, <laughs> 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 two million dollars. <laughs> they put a little five dollars in the offering. <laughs> come back and look at my wallet. See what they gonna have for the next night. Maybe a couple of more dollars or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> I put this. I put this check in my wallet. <laughs> And when I had my little mother, I would put the check in there. Well, I should take it out. I took the check out. I put it in a little safe. Put it in the envelope, I think. I put it in my, one of my Bibles or somewhere. I don't know what I did, but I, I kept it in sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2000, I got the job in the very same part where I'm living at. Mm-hmm. And the first day I come to this job, I was taking care of uh, Mr. Gaston and uh, his wife was named Lynn. She was a a model and she was a movie star. But she had got oh she's not working anymore. She she had dementia at this point. Mm-hmm. I came to take care of her. So that morning when I came in, Mr. Gaston had interviewed me down in the lobby. But he know I wonder why he got into big you know I come and interview me in the lobby. So one the next week I started and. Uh, first day I came to work, I walked in, she was in the bedroom, so he told her, Miss Linda, she said, Lorene is here, she said, the girl going to be taking care of you. She walking down the hallway, she said, I don't want no woman in my house. <laughs> she said, I can take care of myself. <laughs> I don't need nobody taking care of me. So walking down the hallway. So <laughs> Perfect. So we <laughs> uh. So he said he said, Come on and he had told me that he'd been taking care of her. So she had been going through this basically almost like six years and uh he said the situation was getting worse and worse and yeah. so he had just done got tired. Yeah. And before me, he said he had had uh four girls both nurses had came in and nobody worked out so here i come <laughs> and that's what i was greeted with <laughs> and so i was sitting in the living room so she looked at me and she was talking all this stuff coming down the hallway so she come on in and she looked at me she said good morning i said good morning to her and i asked her how she was feeling and she said she was feeling good she said i'm feeling good how about you say i'm doing great thank you she sit there, she looked at me. So she said to Bill, she said, let's go in the bedroom and talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That was the interview? Good morning. That, 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 that was the interview from her. Yeah, that was the interview. So he told her, <laughs> she told him, said, yeah, I told her when she was walking down the hallway, she said she didn't want no woman in her house. She didn't need no help. So they went up, back up to the hallway in the bedroom and they talked. He came back down. So she said she gonna keep you. So she liked you. <laughs> but she but she hadn't even seen me before when she come down right. home and talking. <laughs> so she said she liked you. I said, Okay. And so guess what else she said? Mm. So this is the person that I've been looking for for a long time. 
said, this is the person, said, she is the one I've been looking for. And that's what she told him. Wow. And then she was a Christian. She was a Christian. Vincent Peel. Have you ever heard of Vincent? No. Vincent Peel. He had a big ministry in New York. So that's what she, that was her pastor. Okay. He taught positive, positive mm -hmm. ideas. She had a lot of books. I think I might have some of them because she everything he was teaching on positive. Think positive. Think positive. Mm -hmm. Positive thinking. Positive. Positive. She was very religious person. Very Christian and very caring. Once you get to know her, but she didn't know. Me. <laughs> she didn't want me. She didn't want no parts of me. <laughs> and she and I would talk we talked a lot we come very good to prayer we were just really she really was like a mother so she said she was one day we would sit at the table I had fixed her breakfast and she would drink her coffee I would drink her coffee she would eat her breakfast so she said what are you thinking about re retiring and I was like 62 years old then so she said, when are you going to retire? I said, I don't know. I said, this is going to be a long time. <laughs> I said, I have to work a long time to get where I want to be, in the place I want to be to retire. So they were very nosy. <laughs> so they said, what are you writing out a car payment for? I suppose I have to pay for my cars. I have to have transportation. She said, what kind of car you got downstairs? I said, I have a, uh, I can't, I can't like I said, but it's not, I'm, I'm leasing. I had been here, this was November. I was here from, I, I came July to August, September, October, November. This was November. I'm, I'm one morning, November before Thanksgiving. And when, like Mr. Gassett was a tennis player. So when he <coughs> came back and played tennis, he said, we're going to the bank. And he come out of the bank, and we got home. He threw the checkbook on the table. It was, and it was a ten thousand dollars bank account. He gave me that check. All that. He said to me, "I want you to um get yourself ready and go home and take that car back to wherever you got it from, <laughs> <laughs> and you pay it all." So how much you owe? I said, "I owe five thousand and forty-nine dollars." He said, pay cash for that car. Pay, pay that car off and take the rest of the money and you find the car and you pay cash. He said, no more car payments. I came back to work that next day. I was in my brand new car, <laughs> car payment free. And December come. And they asked me, I work Christmas. I said, no, I don't usually work on Christmas. I said, but if I have to work, I can do it. It's no problem. Mm -hmm. And so he asked me, he said, if you could just come thanks Christmas Eve and make dinner for us and be off Christmas Day, would that give you enough time with your family? I said, yes. So I came in that morning. I brought the stuff with me. I stopped by Publix. I got the, I didn't get a church. I got a do hen, I got all the dress, everything to make everything. <laughs> I bought potatoes, I made two potato pies, I made turkey dressing, I cooked string beans, <laughs> and and a little little pot of collard greens because I didn't know, you know, these Jewish people, so I didn't know <laughs> what they eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I made the dressing, then I made just a little, little tiny pan of cornbread. And you, let me tell you, they was in heaven. <laughs> 
I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> and that, that Saturday morning, I, when I came in, they would check, check on the table in an envelope. I laid the envelope in the middle of the table. Then I looked, my name, I did my, did my name on that. So I opened it up, $200,000. Girl, I want to jump out the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could hardly make breakfast. I was so excited. She had a little, they had a little note in there. So you said you didn't know when you was going to retire. So this is the beginning of your retirement. Mm. It said, there is more coming. And I'm saying to myself, your struggle is over. God done opened up that door. I'm going towards my $2 million now. <laughs> I was claiming it. After that, then the next thing I know, that was another letter. We're saying, when we are gone, this is going to be your home. I signed them papers, and I didn't have no problem signing them. Because why would I not sign the papers when I was in my, you know, just every mean. And she, when she passed away, I took care of her to the very last minute when she passed. And then I, you know, and there was another, a couple, uh, they had told Bill, said, uh, your wife is gone, so uh, we want uh, Lurleen to come and take care of us. <laughs> he said, she's not taking care of you. She and and I, they called him, his name was Wilbur. They, they, he said, Wilbur said, you can take care of yourself. And she said, release her. So I need help with my wife. And he said, I'm going to pay her every day. <laughs> said, Whether she come to work or not, she told me, I'm not going out trying to find another Nobody try to take care of me. He said, I got a good person taking care of me. And he said, I'm not looking no more. <laughs> he said, she... <laughs> so she stayed. <laughs> and I did. I stayed right here. In the beginning, I would go home. I'd come every morning and stay about 12 o'clock, clean the house, fix his lunch, and, and I'd fix his dinner and, and leave it. And then I, then I would go back home. And then I got to the point that I didn't, didn't go home. Yeah. Uh, I just stayed and then one day he said, he said, I've been, my, I've been thinking of something. What you thinking? I've been thinking, would you marry me? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm tired. I said, I don't want another husband. <laughs> I said, I can't do it anymore. I said, I cannot do it anymore. I said, I'm tired. No. <laughs> About a couple of days later, he said, take a, I want to take a rain check. <laughs> and he, and I was being fresh then. He said, will you marry me? I said, where's the ring? I said, it has to be a ring on my finger before I say yes to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Went to play tennis, came back at 12 o'clock. He said, let's take a ride. I want you to go with me sometime. And we went to the jewelry store. <laughs> And he went, had his paper sit back in his chair. He told this lady, he said, I want an uh, engagement ring, wedding bag, whatever. He said, whatever she want, and I want the best. And don't be trying to sell her nothing. Cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a ring, and I got a husband. <laughs> and I said all of that to say this. I got my money that I wrote out in my check and more. And more. 
anymore. It said that I wrote that. What I told you, I had given that little $5 and would ask God to help me. Yeah. And after he blessed me, I really, I really try. I give. I'm not being, I just didn't ask a blessing to give. I try, I help. I, I send to the homeless. I send to the rescue mission. Those are my charities. St. Jude Hospital, Feed the Children. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just send money to Haiti. Sharing your so, blessings, sharing your blessings. Sharing my, sharing my blessings. But then you you asked and you received. But it, yeah. it's always going to be more than what you expect. It's always going to be more. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you God got compa- said, you had home. you got companionship, said, security. Yeah. You had your future of freedom, so that you could commit it to the work works of God, service and God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something and that was know, probably God very said, deep in your come heart. bold to the throne of grace. Yeah. Yeah. He would find peace and mercy in time of need. And what I asked, I asked both. I've seen it there in that hotel, but like I told you, almost nothing in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I asked for $2 million. I mean, that was in a 1993, but the whole thing was completed in 2004. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was your your next. It was a process. Journey. Yeah, it was a whole process. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Along the way, exactly. Along the way, and I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a big ask, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some people could just win the lottery too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be a quick one. This is a kind of a lottery, but there was more to it than that. The first time I built an altar for $500, it took me almost about maybe three months. When the tithes and offer you give, sketch a book, you write it down, and say, this is towards my altar. This this is my altar. This is for my altar. And I find that, paid off my first altar, Call and I was working right here where I'm at. I'm working here when I paid that altar off. Then I was driving home one evening from work. I was just praising God, listening to my music, thanking God, and I would get into the trap and I just stop, clap my hands, pray, thanking God, and let me be able to pay the altar off. And the boy spoke to me, said, You have not finished, you got to do it again. I almost ran off the road. I almost, I ran my car, my car hit the edge of the street. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can do it again? <laughs> I paid that off and off. And let me tell you, the windows of heaven just flew open. That's when everything really started really happening. That's when things started to Happening when I did that, I paid that altar call off, and then I went to pay my tithes and offering. I started putting in five hundred dollar, thousand dollars in the offering, pray just and just giving uh, it to the offering, yeah, the stuff. And so, yeah, with God, He started. That's when He's really just opened up those doors, and He was testing me too. I know because He was saying, "You said you're gonna do it if you get the money in your hand." Yeah, but let's see what do you do. Yeah. Let's see what you do. 
That's right. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. You're always going to be you're always going to be given the test. I guess you could call it the test, right? To see right where you are in your evolution. Are they ready for the next? Are they ready for the next? Are we still we still here where we need to be? Okay. Yeah. And you'll always be granted access further. Yeah. But you also, you also, I have to say, you had a very strong voice that you were connected to and listened to. And you were, this was definitely your designed path and relationship. This was your relationship. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't want anybody getting it twisted that this is the way it should happen for them too. Like this was yours, personal. Yeah, this was my personal. This and you, what and you I had did. a very this strong connection. You this a, my, that was my goal. Yeah, you had That's a very goal. strong. I was trying to reach that goal. But I didn't know I was going to reach it, but I asked. You asked and you, li- said, but you listened. And you shall find knock and the door will be open. He said, when the door is going to open, don't know how the door is going to be open. No, don't know who gonna help you open that door. He gonna help you, but you just have to keep on trusting. Yeah, and you were listening the whole time. You kept listening, 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 and you had, you were still very yeah. connected to your voice and all the th- steps that you took along the way that you followed. You trusted and you did it, and so yeah. th- it makes perfect sense how your life did unfold according to what was your life story, yours, your personal life story. Life yeah. story. And so all anybody then, needs to do is listen. Just listen. Mm-hmm. If you're and asking. And then too, you know, and, and I just look all the way back. You, can, you know, a little black girl came from the country off her farm. Came off the farm. Mm-hmm. All along the way, just moving up. Moving, climbing the ladder step by step. Yeah. Step by step. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on moving. Yeah. A motherless child, motherless child. Listening, listening to yourself. Listen find to out, the voice. Find out who you are. And just try to do the best you can at what you have. That's the way, that's what I do. Yeah. Grow what you have, grow what you've got. Yes, because I worked really, really hard. I, you know, I had six children that my husband and I separated in 1972. And the oldest was 11, the youngest was five, and I didn't know how to work. I had never had a job, and I had to learn how to work and take care of those children. But I tell you what, it can take me no one day, two days, three days. It happened in one day. The next day I was out on my journey trying to find out how I was going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know, my husband, he... And when he walked out the door, he said to me, I don't know what you're going to do now. He said, you told me I had to go. I'm leaving. He said, you don't have a mother. He said, you don't have a father. He said, you don't have nobody but me. Nobody here but you. I said, that's okay. I said, I'm going to make it. (laughs) He opened up my eyes. I'm glad he did that. because Them words he said to me. That made me so strong. Yeah. I said, now I know what I got to do, but he telling the truth. I'm on my own. Right. You told your children, too, don't dress where you are. Dress where you want to be. Yeah, that's what I told them. They do it, too. Yeah. So do you want to close in some prayer? And we'll invite yes. everybody to sit in prayer with uh, us. We come this morning with such a blessing and just such a... 
thank your heart this morning, God, and we just thank you for this beautiful day, this opportunity, another opportunity, another great moment, another great day with life, health, and strength. And Father, we just ask you as we go through this day that you walk with us, guide us, protect us, show us the way. We claim favor over every circumstance in our life. We claim victory over every enemy. We claim, Father God, that anything in our heart and our minds, that it be cleansed with your blood. Let your Holy Spirit come in right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Cleanse us. Show us the way. Walk with us throughout this day. And we just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Everybody have a blessed day.